everyone. So it's us again, and it's been quite a while. I am me, Sarah. I'm in Australia <laughs> now. And Catherine, where are you? I'm currently in Connecticut uh, in my great aunt's house, but tomorrow I'm boarding a train to go to Washington, D.C. to visit our friend Dawson, whom you guys yeah. met in a previous episode. <laughs> Um, and then after that, I'm going to Burlington, Vermont, and then after that, I'm going home. So I've got a lot, I've got a busy schedule going on. Yeah. So she was traveling up and down East Coast and then going back home. Um, but besides that, we wanted to just get straight into the topic of this podcast, which is about negative thoughts and imposter syndrome, specifically when going to Stanford with, um, or just, you know, like in a very impressive environment where you might feel like you don't measure up or you don't feel good enough. And it kind of affirms the negative thoughts that you have, um, in your head. So, um, actually Catherine had this idea. So I was hoping that we could start off with your stories that you, your experiences. (laughs) I, I I think this has been like a, a running theme since when I, since when I first applied, even like not even way before I got in, but when I first applied to Stanford, I just remember I had like this insane yo-yo where like one day I would be like, oh my God, why did you even apply? Like that was so like, you're definitely not going to get in. Like, it's just ridiculous that you even applied. And then like, I would swing and I'd be like, yeah, like, I think I have a good shot. You know, I, I like, I think this could actually happen. I'm excited. And then I would swing back and be like, no, what, like, what are you thinking? And um, I just never really was an accurate judge of myself. And I always just, like, couldn't ever figure it out. And even getting in, like, didn't, part of me was still, like, clinging on to that, like, what are you doing? Like, you don't, this isn't really accurate or, like, there's something wrong here. Um, Or, like, there must be some sort of, like, issue I don't know like it just felt still hard to believe um and then other times you'd be like yeah like I got it I I totally deserve that I'm super proud of myself um and yeah so that was like oh that's always been kind of a struggle but I think what prompted me to want to make this uh episode was uh when I was crying in a public library uh because I so it's kind of yes of course I mean where else and honestly it was it was closing time so I'm like tears streaking down my face and this like nice librarian comes and he's like we're closing in five minutes and I was like okay (laughs) please leave like I don't want your like sad crying ass in my library I want to go home but anyways I was crying in a library in front of my lap or in front of my laptop so I was checking my emails, and a week before this, I had um, sent out to a group chat for, a, like, an email group chat for a class that I'm in, uh, my final project for that class, because the TAs had wanted me to send it out, and I had kind of put it off all summer, because I didn't want to send it out um, for reasons that will become apparent Um, But I finally sent it out, um, and the people in this class are not, like, it's not, like, a normal class where it's, like, just, like, freshmen and sophomores. It's, like, freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors, master's students, and then also, like, community people, so, like, 60-year-olds and, like, lots of old people that, like, are, like, you know, career 
career doctors and like just kind of an intimidating crowd. And I, so I sent out my final project um, and I got like a bunch of really positive responses on this group chat that is literally like every single person. And like, but then I got a bunch too, where it was like, oh, it was really great, but I noticed these errors and like, I, I have some edits and, and it just felt really like overwhelming. Cause I was like, oh my God, I'm a freshman. I don't like, I didn't like presume to know everything. And I know it has all these issues, but it was so vulnerable to just like put out this thing that I'd spent so much time on to like all these people who like, I feel like know so much more than me. Um, and yeah, it just like kind of like hit me uh, and I started crying, which I'm not proud of because I was like, that's, this is dumb. Like I got so much positive feedback and the only reason all these people are like giving me these changes is because they're like, they care and they're engaging with it and they want to help make it better. And they like, so that's a good thing. And, and like my, I just felt like such a little kid because I was like, I need to be an adult. I need to like take this criticism and make it better. But like, I just feel like I can't get it out of my head that it's like just all these like smart 60 year old biologists telling me that I suck <laughs> and that I'm dumb. And, and um, yeah, it's just like really um, hard not to just like cling on, like just like latch on to that negativity and let it totally cloud any type of like, pride or positivity from something um that was the first incident and the second incident was literally I was just like stalking somebody on Facebook and I saw that they had like some like coffee non-profit for like I don't know this is not the first time I have stalked somebody from Stanford on Facebook and found out that they have a non-profit and just been like what am I doing? Like, <laughs> where is my nonprofit? Why didn't anybody give me one of those? <laughs> or everybody has one. Um, and I just like, it reminded me because I just get this kind of like hollow feeling when I when I see that, like, and it's not about the not about the person I'm stalking at all. But I just get this hollow feeling of just like, a big like question mark, like, what did you do? Why? Like, what? You didn't do anything like, that feels that like important or that real and um I know it's imposter syndrome but it's like so real to just be like what like I don't know it's 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 really hard and I think that I've just learned I'm like I cannot go down any type of Facebook rabbit hole because it always it just always leads to this um and it's it's not it's not positive but it's really hard to just like see what other people have done and be like feel so inadequate in comparison I don't know about you if you've experienced anything like that oh my god I can totally relate to that just like everything about that just feeling like I mean like I I think it's normal and natural and like biologically uh it just makes biological sense that we would focus more on like the threats than the good stuff um, to, like, protect ourselves and stuff, but, like, just preoccupying ourselves with the negativity or the criticism that comes, even if it's just constructive, um, and I think that, like, I don't know, I can relate to so much of this, but I, I'm also, now, like, hearing it from a third-person perspective, it does sound like, um, you're attaching a lot of, like, who you are to, like, this project, um, which can be dangerous and, like, which we all do. And as far as the social media thing, it's interesting because I read 
I was reading a book last night that was talking about how um, it's like you need to be careful of striving for success when you haven't really prepared yourself like internally, basically, because that success won't really mean anything unless you've found like a solid foundation in yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Because who knows, like, like, yeah, nonprofits are great, but also what social media doesn't capture is like the intention behind it. Like, was it to, you know, truly help the audience that they're serving or was it to boost their resume or their ego or like who they are, you know, I don't know. I've just been thinking a lot about social media and just like when you publicize these things or when you're talking about starting this new nonprofit or helping someone in need and stuff like is it actually like what does it actually mean like is it actually benefiting the readers or is it more so just kind of like a hey like look at me Mm -hmm. this is this is me doing great stuff and like fuck you yeah (laughs) you're not doing this stuff so I don't know I've just been thinking a lot about social media and how I feel like maybe we're maybe I wonder if we're just all lying to ourselves thinking that like these good quote-unquote good like posts are actually like worth like they actually mean something to other people and they're actually like worth other people's time when really it's 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 more to just kind of like hype themselves up yeah yeah I I think I don't know it's hard to find that balance because I found like in total social media has been kind of a negative thing for me and I kind of feel like for my own like sanity, I'm I, I think what's best for me is to just have no social media. Um, because, yeah, I'm yeah, literally it, these days I'm I'm like triggered by the word Instagram. I just <laughs> especially living in Silicon Valley. I'm just like these Silicon Valley motherfuckers are literally <laughs> taking over the world and the entire <laughs> youth with this stupid app that makes people so insecure and mm-hmm. so like self-deprecating just and it's just like when you really look at it from like when you really zoom out it's just like a bunch of like tech people who like and psychologists who are like how can we make this app more addicting so that we can become even more successful and it's just like holy shit like you're literally manipulating an entire generation and like I know that's a really extreme perspective but like oh my god just like even coming to Australia it's like it's just as big here as it is like in the states and the fact that like you could spend so much time with Facetune and a caption and like reposting shit is just kind of like I don't know it, like it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, no, I and I I'm conflicted because I just really really dislike how Instagram makes me feel and also Facebook and basically just like every kind of social media. I don't like the way it makes me feel. I think it like it's just bad all in all. But I'm I'm conflicted because it's also like I feel like in a way it's like kind of necessary to like be considered like a normal human being you know like it's kind of weird yeah to be like like, up to date yeah like I feel like one day maybe I'm gonna like you know what if when I want to get a job and like I have no social media presence is that like gonna be weird to people it's kind of strange like I know people like I know that people would be interested in the things that I'm doing and, or like, you know, some people, maybe like 20 action, maybe only like 20 actual people would really want to see my photos. 
But it's true, though, that, like, those are, like, meaningful things that don't happen. And I don't know, I get kind of conflicted. But I, I, I just think... Go ahead. Well, that's that's the interesting thing is that, like, yeah, because, like, sometimes I'm just like, you know what, like, fuck social media. Like, I don't want this shit anymore. But then I'm just like, and then I think, well, if if this is my opinion, then there's other people in this world who also have the same opinion. Like, rarely are we ever just alone in how we're feeling. Yeah. So, but then I'm like, okay, well, how do I connect with these people if I don't have anything <laughs> to connect how do with? Social media but then. Hater- Haters connect. We have no social media exactly. to connect that. Yeah. Fuck. We need, like, fucking, what is it? Uh, Morse code. <laughs> no, um, we, we need the U.S. Postal Service. That yes, for the Pony Express. Level I can <laughs> handle. Yes. I am so bad. But, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyways. But I was also listening to an interview with Willow Smith. Um, and she was saying how she feels like this generation is a little divided. Like there's like the half of the generation that's like loves social media, you know, just like very addicted to it for better or for worse. And then there's another half that's like, okay, we see what this is doing. It's toxic. Like this bullshit. So I almost feel, I almost wonder if like, because we're on such a like high paced society, I feel like it's going to come back. Like not doing social media or it's already kind of yeah. coming back but like not having social media and like being yeah. unplugged is it's going to be like the new cool trendy thing yeah <laughs> I'm hoping because I've been on that shit for years now and I'm just waiting for it to come and stop we're just ahead of our <laughs> fucking time yeah but I it's, think well actually yeah yeah, yeah. It, I, it, I think it might it might be the new like kind of like granola thing but anyways back to like imposter <laughs> I think yeah this was especially hard this summer before college, I remember, I also, I don't know, I like, I don't know about you, this is kind of a tangent, but my brain works in, like, very strong pictures, so, like, I have, my memories are, like, very strong images in my head that just kind of, like, flash around, um, and so this is another really strong image. I'm, it's, like, a day before I'm leaving my, my friend's apartment in Sweden, which, I haven't finished editing the episode, but I I'm know, Catherine. Close. I know I've been really, Come I've been camping, on. I've been really busy, but I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it. Um, <laughs> no worries. Yeah, but so I was about to. I was the day before I was leaving, and I was stalking Facebook as one does, um, and I came upon this like from the group from the 2022 Facebook group page, you know, um, and I came across this this profile of a girl. And I, like, saw on, like, the pictures that she had, like, she, like, spoke, I don't want to identify her, but she, like, spoke at, like, some, like, Apple keynote address thing for, like, the launch of the new MacBook. (laughs) I could be getting this all wrong, but the point is she, like, spoke at an Apple conference. And I remember being, like, I don't think I'll ever do anything that important, let alone, like, have done it now. But... I, but but, but here's, here's my thing is just I, like it's not done. Here's okay, the funny okay, thing. Okay, yeah. A year later, I did the exact same thing. I stalked the exact same girl, and I saw the keynote, and it made me feel the exact same way. And I was like, wait a second, I already did this a year ago. Like, what? I am just the same. I'm just a monkey, and I just I I did it again, and my brain went through the exact same process before I was like, hold up, this was. This was, like, 
in your brain before you ever came to Stanford. And like, you know, I don't know. It was just such a strange moment. But um, part of that kind of snapped me out of it. I was like, what am I doing? This is like, this isn't helpful to me at all. Anyways, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to interrupt your thought. What were you going to say? Well, that's, I don't know. I just, I, I think that like, we all do that. Like I, mm-hmm. I catch myself actually this whole summer has been like, just me like, Oh my God, I'm not good enough. I suck. I'm not pretty enough. I, I don't mm-hmm. dance well enough. I don't belong here. I don't belong there. I'm too Asian. I'm too this. I'm too that. I'm too submissive. Blah, blah. And like, I've been thinking these things for years, you yeah. know? Like, it's not like you look at one Apple keynote thing and then you kind of move on. Like, I don't know. I feel like it, like you kind of go through these cycles of just criticizing yourself and, and just feeling like you're not good enough. And it's, I don't know. It it really does suck. I mean, yeah, I just, but then also it's interesting that you say that because like, for me, like that doesn't really do anything to me because I'm like I have no interest in being an Apple keynote speaker. Yeah. And I feel like you don't really either, you know? No. Like so I really don't. <laughs> right. So it's right. It's like you've never talked about your love for Apple, you know? <laughs> like Yeah. Like it's not something that is within like your passions and stuff. So I feel like most of the time it's not even about what they're doing, but more so about just like like using this like kind of arbitrary metric to decide whether we're going to feel good about ourselves. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. And I don't, you know, like I, I wish that like we could stop doing that, but it's just like, I think it's like that cynicism in us, you know, cause like we do have this side that's just very like practical and realistic where it's just like, you just like, you feel like it's so true that this person is doing better things than you that you can't just tell yourself like, oh, no, like, I'm actually worth it, you know, or, like, I'm actually yeah. doing great, and blah, 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 because, like, like, we're just so stubborn in believing that, like, this other person is better, you know, yeah. or is doing something better. I guess what I tell myself to help with imposter syndrome is just sort of, like, you don't have to be, like, every other, like, all the other Stanford people that you see, and, like, you, you, everyone is really good at the different things that they're interested in or like has their own strengths and weaknesses. And that's true for every student and everybody. And so like, I shouldn't be comparing my, like, I shouldn't be comparing myself to someone who has a nonprofit or someone who spoke at an Apple keynote because like, yeah, that's not really what, that's not really what I was even ever trying to do. Um, or, like, what I am even interested in, so it's just, like, not, like, that's just apples and oranges, um, but, yeah, there's this nagging feeling inside of me that's, like, but, like, I don't want any excuses, you know, like, I don't want to just say, like, I just do my own thing, and so it's fine that I'm not as, like, I don't feel like I'm as good as everybody, but I think that's more of kind of, like, a, just, like, a, like, kind of a, a negative voice, uh, popping through. Um, yeah, because, like, is it is it really an excuse or is it an enabler for you to focus on yourself and not be fucked with other people's lives, you know? Like, yeah, yeah because cause I do the same thing where I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm just, like, oh, no, that's just an excuse or, like, um, you not, like, looking at other people's, like, 
accomplishments just means that you're insecure and you can't be on social media because you're not strong enough to believe in yourself while still looking at other people's lives and stuff. And I don't know, like, that kind of thinking isn't really doing me any good either. If anything, it's just bringing me down even more. Because that's the thing about Instagram is I go on there and I feel bad and then I feel bad about feeling bad. (laughs) So, I guess... I know. For me, what has been the most helpful is just kind of, like, limiting limiting that you know um because I know that if I do see stuff that brings me down like it's not it's just not helpful oh yeah I told you I I told you about this this was before we were friends or like before we really this was like at the very beginning of the year but we talked about this Mm -hmm. I remember I had stopped I had oh my god I don't stalk that many people on Facebook I really don't but this is making it sound like I do I really don't (laughs) But I found this girl who went to my friend's high school from Salt Lake City, and yes, I had heard yes. about her because I told yeah I told you I had heard about her, um, and so that was like intimidating um, because I I remember hearing about her bef- before I ever got into Stanford and thinking she was so much like just more impressive and like on a different level. She like won some statewide competition that I like was rejected from like my school like my school level which was like totally a blow to my ego I mean not that I was expecting it but that's anyway she was like totally on this way different level than me um and I just remember being like why am I in the same place as her like I'm not I'm nothing like I'm not anything compared to that um and I was feeling pretty sad and then the next morning um I sit down at our dorm brunch table um and she's like a junior she doesn't she doesn't live in our dorm at all and she's literally sitting, like, uh, right across from me. Um, or, like, right next to me. Um, which is weird because, like, she has nothing to do with our dorm. Like, has ne- like ne- would never eat there normally. But she had been, like, happened to be talking, like, meeting some freshmen and just happened to sit down right there. Um, and I had this conversation with her. And we talked about, like, Salt Lake City and, like, I just remember that she was a normal person and it was like something trying to like shake me out of my like stop like thinking of people like that like thinking of them like they're just like these um like people you can put like people that are on pedestals that you are nothing like and that you don't have anything to do with and remember that like they are just people and it took like her literally like sitting right across from me at breakfast but that kind of like helped me that was a good experience to kind of have at the beginning of the year um but I guess that's why I really kind of tried to not do too much social media because I didn't want to do that to like everyone in the dorm you know it would have been so easy to kind of like stalk every person and I'm glad that I really didn't, like, come in with any preconceived notions about anybody. Um, and I think that made it a lot easier to not feel intimidated by anybody. Um, I don't know about you. I don't know what you did before uh, starting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I didn't. I guess, like, I'm kind of in a different position because I, I don't know. I'm just, like, really caught up in this dance thing. Yeah. And so... So it's kind of a different like act- Yeah, yeah. So, like, if, if someone starts a company, like, I don't really care. Like, I truly don't. And I just yeah. don't really think that, like, they're doing, like, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't feel 
like worse about myself because of that but like if someone posts like a dance video where they're just killing it and like I don't know I I like suddenly start comparing myself to them and feeling all the feelings that you're feeling about like you know looking at this other girls who like got into or, or who got like you know the what was it like the final the yeah being, like, like finalist. It's just, yeah this finalist for a big scholarship to Utah schools yeah. exactly so I guess like my category of where I like compare myself is different but the mm-hmm. narrative is the same mm-hmm. you know the narrative is like I'm not good enough and I'm gonna like and these are the reasons why it's proven to me like on this screen or like in front of my eyes and it's frustrating because then I don't know if you feel like this but like for me at least like I tell myself these things and then the way that I act in front of other people will reflect that you know like I'll always kind of just like make myself smaller and like Mm -hmm. I don't know just like downplay myself um rather than just like being proud of who I am and being confident and like being unafraid to like challenge norms and stuff. But rather, since I like tell myself I'm a piece of shit in my head, (laughs) I'll like kind of act like I am like in front of other people. And like, I don't know. It's just like, I I'm inspired by people who are not like, I don't know. I've been hearing a lot of podcasts about like people saying that like a lot of teenagers look very cookie cutter now, like everyone looks the same. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm I'm inspired by a lot of people who aren't the cookie cutter mold, but they're just so confident in themselves. And there's, they so believe in their value that like, that you just, they have this energy where it's just like, you immediately respect them. And you're like, no, like they have, they like, they, they're amazing. Um, But like one fear of mine is that like, what if, like, I accept that as my truth, but then, like, other people don't see it like that, and so I'm more so, like, ignorant and, like, naive and just living in my own bubble of, like, gassing yeah. myself up when, like, really, hmm. like, other people don't see it that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, it's almost as if, like, everyone knows something that I'm not in, and so, like, I'm kind of just making a fool of myself by thinking that, like, I, by, like, making myself confident and, like, like thinking that I'm, I'm like, worth like everyone's time and love when yeah. really like I don't know it's just like the the world is still operating on like you know structures like pretty privilege and western ideals of beauty mm-hmm. and all this stuff I don't know it's just like yeah, yeah I've been I thinking think about this a lot this <laughs> is like I guess that's the thing that like is the most the most difficult thing about imposter syndrome is that it's like it feels like you're just being practical at least for me when I tear myself down yeah like think I I suck and I deserve it it's like no I'm think it feels like I'm just looking at things logically you know where it's like I'm just right. as good totally. as these like um and that's like kind of faulty I think that's faulty and because the information that we're getting from others is like not compatible with like what we know about yeah. us like we can't compare we can't really compare what we're what we see from social media to like the you know the basically the most vulnerable parts of ourselves because we see everything but I think that's the most like insidious part of it um but there's like my mom yeah is that you think it's just the truth you Mm -hmm. think yeah you think that you're just looking at the truth and by that truth it's like okay no I'm not as good as this person so like um so like I'm not the best and I don't know, at least for me, it's, like, the inner perfectionist in me is, like, well, you're not the best, then, like, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) 
there are two options. <laughs> you um, are either yeah. the best or you suck. And it, I, I think it's, um, I've always, the, like, what you said about, like, tearing yourself down and, like, that changes how you act in the world is so true. Yeah. I totally, like, undersell myself all the time. And it's not because I'm trying mm-hmm. to be or because I like really think I'm awesome but I don't want to come across as cocky no like I truly don't I do (laughs) I truly think very highly of myself which is sad but it's true I kind of like take myself down a notch before I ever get the chance to have anyone else take me down you know like and I I do sometimes I sometimes don't like it I think I like stop myself from from being more confident or being braver and trying new things because I'm just like, I don't feel, I don't feel very confident in myself, you know, and I I want to be Mm -hmm. more confident, but it's like, it's so hard. Um, And my mom was telling me like, so my mom went to law school and, and imposter syndrome is a really big thing for women in law school. Um, And she told me too, especially because like she was, like, yeah, I basically, I mean, both my parents, like, um, they were like, yeah, we're diversity hires. Um, like, we, we got our jobs because mm. we, like, got, you know, we brought oh. the different face to the, to the workplace. And my sister and basically everyone in my family has kind of, like, dealt with that. Like, they're all like, yeah, I don't know if we would really be in our position if, like, we, if, yeah, if we weren't, like... And that, and she was saying, like, okay, so anyway, so, like, imposter syndrome is really high for people um, who have, like, f- who feel, like, there's already societal, yeah, like, there's already societal messages trying to tell you that you're not good enough, or you're not here because you, like, deserve it the way everyone else does, you know, um, and I think that is, like, kind of, not just, like, in ourselves, but, like, a broader institutionalized, like, thing where it's like not only is society kind of telling like is society kind of telling you that maybe you don't deserve to be here but like you have just intake you've, you've taken that in so much that you start to just kind of like breed it in yourself and like it's you just you don't even need anybody to tell you anymore you're just like perpetuating it and um I think that's kind of doing a disservice to ourselves and everybody who's also like in a marginalized position to to like take in all of that and to like not not try to like rightfully be like no this isn't true you know I think we do a disservice to ourselves and to everybody who's in their position in a like in a place where they feel like they're inadequate because of like messages that they've been told um yeah we do a disservice to ourselves to like internalize those and keep perpetuating it um and it's really hard but I guess that's kind of like at least for me, I realized that if no, if other people are going to doubt me and if other people are going to, like, judge me upon first meeting me or feel like I don't belong, like, I can at least, like, have, I can at least know, or at least I want to be the kind of person that feels um, confident in those spaces or, like, feels like I can stick up for myself or be my own advocate because maybe no one else will be. Um, and it's really hard. But that's kind of where I hope to be one day, you know? Yeah. And to add to that, I think just kind of for whoever's listening, um, obviously, like, we don't have 
much figured out yet and we haven't made (laughs) too much progress on this journey of like just accepting ourselves and being confident but something that I was thinking about when I was struggling with this idea of being confident in myself when no one else is and like does that really make my confidence valid (laughs) um or does it just kind of make me like stupid um something (laughs) I think about is like like yesterday I was watching this documentary of John Lennon and Yoko Ono and since John Lennon was such hot shit like people were just so mean to Yoko Ono and just call literally calling her ugly like I guess there was this British paper that just straight up called her ugly and when I look at her I think she's beautiful I think she looks so beautiful and so um stories like that or stories where people of color especially you know marginalized black women who are thought of as far from pretty um who have spoken up when no one believed in them and who are now seen as some of the most beautiful women on earth um, just really inspires me to believe in my truth so much that eventually like other people will come around to believing in it too because that's really how this change starts is um, kind of challenging these arbitrary social norms and not thinking of them as just completely uh, completely like solid and unchanging but rather like seeing it as like this flexible mold that that can be shaped to um to I don't know just like let let us be more self-accepting um and have others believe in us too yeah I think yeah and I've been thinking about that topic of like yeah if if no one else is gonna believe in you like at least you can like I don't want it to be cheesy, like, believing in yourself, but, like, sometimes, like, the world is not going to really expect much of you or think that you're hot shit, and it's, like, it's kind of, like, you maybe have to step up and be that person for yourself. Um, Right, so that others can then follow and be, like, oh, wait, wow, like, what have I been sleeping on? Yeah, like, others will see that and they'll believe it, and maybe then other people who are like you will will see that and think about that for themselves and that's eventually how things change oh i don't know this has turned into like a video a a podcast about a lot of different topics kind of surrounding the idea of imposter syndrome but it is like kind of a complex thing and i guess i want to stress like i haven't figured it out it's not something that you can just like get over quickly and and i thought maybe like going to stanford would make it a little better and i think it did but it doesn't, like, you don't just, like, go to Stanford and then you're, like, yeah, I'm awesome. Like, I totally belong here. I feel great about myself. Imposter syndrome is gone. Yeah, that's definitely not how it's been for me. <laughs> yeah. When you, when, when you feel like you have to earn, like, the respect that you receive, I don't really think it ever, like, ends, you know? But it's more so about, like, dealing with it in a healthier state than comparing yourself to others and then declaring that like you're not good enough you know yeah yeah because we're not and also like we think we're being completely like logical but we're not really fair judges of ourselves um and like I we we're very we're I would you you would never I would never be as harsh on you as you are on yourself and you would never be as harsh as me as I am on myself like and it's the same for everyone like we're so so much harsher on ourselves Um, and I think that what I've realized is, like, when you do things, 
and you're motivated, but it's like if you're motivated for out of love for yourself, um, I feel like that's just a much better motivation, and usually it leads you to better things. You know, like it's if you because that's the other thing is like I think um, both of us have like ended up at this prestigious institution, and like that means we're hardworking and intelligent we've done like we've we've accomplished things and um I don't think that this like kind of like nagging uh negativity is completely unconnected I think that kind of comes with like a perfectionist mindset and I don't like thinking that like maybe that tendency of mine is like what got me here because I don't think it's necessarily a good thing um but I guess what I've realized is like if I can find motivation in a more positive way from like wanting, like instead of like being afraid of failing or being afraid of not being a great student of like genuinely being interested in something. And so I'm pursuing it. And that's like what leads me to doing well in a class, you know, like trying to find a a positive motivation for things because I don't really want my successes and achievements to like be to only like perpetuate negativity in my life or like make me more stressed out. Um, yeah. yeah. It's kind of just like a work in progress, you know? Right. So I don't know, just hang in there. We're struggling with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hopefully this, this kind of affirms that like, you know, you're not alone and your feelings are shared. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll continue talking about, Um, the relationship with the self and self-love and how that connects with the like larger world around us um, in future episodes but for now I think that we can leave it here so we'll see you guys in the next one bye